This is MJ, I love Tokusatsu, and right now I want to talk about Kamen Rider 01 episode 31. This is MJ Loves Toku 49. Um, I have two titles for this. One is You Are Not a Tool, and the other one is What Lies Beyond Freedom. And I think that's a great question. I think this episode raised a lot of uh, interesting questions and like philosophical discussions or space for philosophical discussions, and it made me really excited. So, G-Pen's the last one to look at. So, uh, I had a couple notes that I scribbled down. Some were alternative titles, but um, mostly uh, it was stuff I wanted to talk about as prompts. So there's faith, paternalism, and freedom. Those are the three themes I sort of see on display here. So when G-Pen is freed from control and he is uh, rebooted and started off on his own, uh, he doesn't know what to do. He tries to contact Satellite Zaya. He's walking around. He's looking up at the sky, uh, which is where the satellite floats. Uh, the satellite, which was, you know, like the Ark of the Old Testament, holding uh, animals in it and, you know, doing whatever with them. Uh, sending them down to Earth so they could be used by Zero One, which that didn't happen in the Bible. But, you know, the animals were in the Ark. And uh, Zaya, not satellite, satellite Zaya, not Satellite Ark, had animals in it that it, you know. Anyway. There's that parallel, and then he's looking up at it, and sure enough, he isn't sure what to do now that he's been disconnected from the Ark. He's been disconnected from this godlike figure, and he doesn't um, have the ability to hear from it and have messages from it, and he is supposed to be evolving and uh, taking off toward his own dream, but he can't realize that potential in his current state. It takes somebody coming along him, alongside him, and helping him out. And that's Aruto, who tries to encourage um, G-Pen to, you know, figure out what his dream is and to follow it, pursue it, while Ames is threatening to kill him. And we're at a point in the story where Ames is acting specifically to just uh, kill and destroy any of the um, human gear that are uh, still active, that have been rebooted, reset, whatever, been able to remain active by Aruto or, you know, whatever, because with Hedon technology or Hedon manufacturing, that's one of the things he's doing now is going around collecting them, recovering them, and then uh, turning them back on, trying to help them reach singularity so that they can make decisions on their own. And the reason uh, I called back to, you know, this God thing is it almost feels like a allegorical uh, kind of idea that like what do you do like you know like the question I you know that I used for the title the question that appeared in the show uh, asked by Hirobi to Jin what is beyond freedom if you choose to be a godless individual or if you feel like humanity uh, has evolved path past uh, the usefulness of the mythos of God being a real you know thing a real entity who actually you know cares about humanity and wants us to flourish and things like that, then what's left? Do you just descend into chaos and madness and suffering? Or is it possible to find meaning in life by uh, your relationships with other people and through, uh, I guess, the power of dreams or believing in dreams? And uh, I appreciate that kind of um, secular uh, humanist talk, um, even though I am uh, deeply religious and... uh, I just appreciate that that sort of stuff has a place in Common Rider. And, you know, there's even the famous quote, you know, even if there is no God or Buddha, there is Common Rider. And, 
you know, the great thing, my favorite thing about Kamen Rider is that I feel like Kamen Rider would protect anybody and everyone uh, in order to uh, let life continue to flourish, continue to exist, even continue to scrape by if that's all that the rider can manage so that one day that glimmer of hope, uh, that spark of goodness and I would say the divine in humans can shine and cause things to be much better for everyone. Um, gosh, so yeah, there's an idea of faith there. Paternalism, uh, the idea of paternalism is that um, Zaya, uh, rather Amatsu Gai, says that they should not be free, the human gear, that they're not good enough, they're not complete enough, they're not whatever, uh, to be free to reach singularity and make decisions of their own, and they should be suppressed as a class and not allowed to reach that level because he wants to control them to make sure that they don't hurt people. Uh, Yaiba Yua chooses to go against that. She sees that um, G-Pen is not going to cause harm to anybody, so she decides to not attack him and not allow her men to attack him. And then, you know, Amatsu Gai goes against that when he takes his thugs with him to go and attack... Um, not necessarily G... Was it G-Pen? Yeah. I guess G-Pen was there and, you know, Hidden uh, Manufacturing. And uh, I just thought that was really interesting. There's a lot of people in today's world... Um, <laughs> especially now with all this COVID-type crisis stuff going on, who want to wrest control away from people and uh, let the state act as a paternalistic figure and have authoritarians or authorities come and uh, forcibly protect and serve them. And that's another thing that I think, you know, violates the spirit of Common Rider, and it's something that I stand against and that I would rebel against. And, uh, I don't know, just throwing that in there. Um... I loved how the seeing how Aruto dealt with uh, G-Pen convinced Jin to team up with him when, um, well, when frankly, uh, Yaya, or Yaiba, <laughs> Yaya, Yaiba is working for Zaya, for Matsugai, and just doing his bidding as if she's a tool. And it seems like she has the chip in her head because he says something to her and she kind of flinches and touches at her head or grabs to her head. And, uh, you know, definitely seems like she's having the same sort of control exerted over her. And when there's kind of a question of what G-Pen is going to do, and Aruto is telling him about how he's human, or not human, but how he's free to choose, and he's not just a tool, he's something more than that. And that he, you know, um, his owner, uh, Ishizumi, I think, is saying like, hey, I want this guy to be a full-fledged mangaka and be free to do that. Um, it strikes a chord with Yaiba because she's not in that same position. She's not being seen as an equal uh, by Amatsuka. And he, he plainly says that everybody knows it. It's just, you know, I think they're laying the groundwork for her arc to uh, be complete. And uh, gosh, I really love it too when Fua uh, fights her and he tells her like, until you wake up, I'm not going to stop fighting you. I'll fight you till the ends of the earth so that you can be free. And she says something really sad when she uh, jacks his assault wolf thing that um, nobody, like the world isn't kind enough that one person can be totally free. And I don't know if she means like it can only be more than one or I don't know if that was a translation thing or just the way it was said. It didn't quite make sense to me, but uh, I appreciated it nonetheless. And uh, I thought it was neat. I thought it was an extra neat moment that she was able to steal that thing away from him. Uh, that was super dope. So uh, I think that's uh, all I have to say about this episode. Um, I mean, I kind of touched on my third theme, which was freedom uh, already. And, you know, Amatsugai, people like him want to use fear-mongering 
to squash freedom, you know, squash the freedom of this underclass to develop and grow on their own. Um, you know, people might with their children, for instance, want them to live a certain way and refuse to let them be free to choose their own life, their own way, which I think is wrong and it may hurt, but you have to let go and let people uh, decide how they're going to live and then you can choose to you know, love them and have relationship with them or not. And that's just uh, one of the ways life can go. Um, I don't know, the fight between the three-way fight, Jin and uh, Aruto against What's-His-Face was really cool, and I liked it lots. All right, MJ Loves Toku can be found on YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Check out mjmunios.com for my other review series and other writer casts, King of Hearts, Queen of Sorrows, Going Ultra, and Swinging Through Comics. I'm also uh, on the cusp of maybe doing a uh, Star Wars one on its own, which should we'll see what happens with that. You can also check out mjmunios.com for my uh, writing projects. I just published something today. Um, it's a little drabble, 100-word story, and uh, it's very of, you know, April 2020, so you might want to go check that out. Uh, if you love what I do and want to support me, you can go to my uh, coffee um, or Redbubble accounts. Um, relevant links are below. If you had a good time, you can like, share, and leave a comment. Uh, what do you think about some of the things I touched on in freedom and paternalism and um, like about people reaching their potential and, you know, are you happy with where Yaiba's going? Are you frustrated that Fu is not just defeating her? Um, what do you think she's going to do with that assault, uh, assault wolf? key and uh i don't know isn't it good to see matsu get beaten up twice in this episode i think he got beaten up it was so great anyway if you had a good time uh like share and leave a comment um subscribing the bell to stay current on weekly zero one reviews and remember you don't have to shout henshin to be a hero and then just real quick i wanted to highlight some of my merch i've got uh, on the red bubble store i have comics related stuff there's a spider-man thing a cap thing i've got a star wars related uh, designer too and i have some tokusatsu inspired ones using the uh catchphrase of this show or review series you don't have to shout henshin to be a hero i have that over a sentai squad i have that on a common rider lady and i have that on an ultraman type dude and uh if you like those you can get them anyway that's all i have to say